Hi, we're Alexis and Adrian from Product Managers at Work, and we started our Substack to share insights about our thought processes working at top companies in Silicon Valley. Today, we're going to talk about not being the glue. Let's get started. The common rhetoric is that product managers should act as the glue between engineering, design, and sales. This mindset is a trap. When I first started as a product manager at Tesla, I was so set on being the glue, being the conduit of all information, communication, shuffling mocks and comments between engineering and design, that I found myself working many hours while not getting a lot done. While I felt important, without me, the team would not be able to operate my aspiration to be the team's glue actually made me the biggest bottleneck for my team and took away time that I could spend doing things that product managers are best positioned to do, to look at the forest. Most of my days were spent communicating. I asked myself, how can I communicate and what can I communicate? so I can save time in the future. That way, I'll have time to do things only a PM can do, such as strategy. That's when I started thinking about team infrastructure and creating pathways to reduce my time being the sheer connector. Here are three ways to lay down infrastructure so you can move past being the glue. First, weekly updates. I think of weekly updates as ready-made information links I can send to anyone who asks. I ask myself, what are the things most people who are not intimately familiar with my team will ping me to ask about in the next week related to an update? Second, metrics. When most people think of metrics, they typically think of a metrics dashboard on a website, but it can also be surprisingly helpful to collect metrics by hand. For example, if your team is constantly fighting fires, you could track the number of fires per month. Over time, you'll see patterns in the fires you're fighting, allowing you to design ways to systematically attack them. For example, you might notice that you're frequently finding out about bugs through customer reports, and these are creating fires that your team is constantly rushing to fix. You would then draw patterns to identify a gap in your logging strategy, and then augment your logging strategy to reduce the number of interruptions, and instead catch these early on in your bug triage. Third, documentation. Another focus was documentation so I could spend less time answering questions and redirect them to the documentation. For example, I used to receive a lot of inbound from my customer support specialists, the marketing team and engineers, and spent a lot of my day sorting and triaging them. I soon realized that because there was no clearly defined path 
for how to report an issue. Others did not have confidence that the issue would get resolved and feared their jury ticket would get lost in a black hole. Once I documented the path for how our team received and resolved issues, I had many hours free that could be used to be spent individually, that used to be spent individually responding to each stakeholder. While these may all seem obvious in hindsight, it can be easy to become the glue and stay the glue, feeling squeezed for the time and energy necessary to take your team and product to the next level. Bad versus great, good versus great PM. As a bad PM, you are the Wikipedia for your team. You push information between engineering, design, sales, and marketing. A gut check to know if you're here is that you feel busy, but when you ask yourself, what did I accomplish this week? You can't point to clear business metrics or milestones that you were the direct result of. A good PM, on the other hand, might create or empower others to create documentation for things people are asking them about so that they have time to focus on strategies that make users happier or make the company money. A gut check to know if you're here is that you have ideas for improving team infrastructure, but they never pick up traction or get driven to completion because you get distracted and occasionally fall into the novice PM zone, completing tasks that feel busy and useful, but are not materially driving business or customer value. As a great PM, on the other hand, you are bringing opportunities to the team that drive business value or increase team velocity. You are thinking about things and proposing things that no one else is thinking about because everyone else is focused on the trees. A gut check to know if you're here is that your proposals might initially feel wrong because they are not immediately relevant and not what others are thinking about. This is a good thing. These things feel uncomfortable because they're not easy but you know that they're important to get right in order to guarantee the long-term success of your team. Being the glue is not the end goal. It's easy to believe that being the glue is the goal of a product manager, but being the glue is only table stakes. As a product manager progresses in their career, what they spend time on shifts. You may start with 80% execution and 20% strategy, but you have to quickly get to a place where this number is flipped and you're spending 20% on execution and 80% on strategy. The only way to flip this number is to spend less time being the glue and more time focusing on ways to make customers happier, save the business money, or drive sales 